0: Jump fire again at <laughs> Spooky season again. Oh, spooky month the started here at I love Come it. It's my, fav- yeah. it's my favourite time. What we need is a little snack to, uh, to toast over the, f- uh, the campfire we've got going on here. Oh, yeah. oh a little yeah. snacky poo. Yeah. So get your little stick on. Really, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish finger s'mores. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get them toasty, oh, though. Get them all toasted, here, I've got yeah. a little jar of tartar as well, My grind, oh. Little dip dips. God, I love tartar sauce. <laughs> I <laughs> do. Do you know when I make a, a fish finger sandwich, right? <laughs> it has to be. I don't use butter on it anymore. I just use tartar sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have butter on it dripping out and a big thick layer of marge, big thick layer of... Time. MARGE! Yeah! <laughs> 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 then he need loads of lemon on it and vinegar. Oh dear! Oh aye! Oh man! I was... he's, he's so soggy <laughs> he's falling apart and everything. Bread's <laughs> like all gone and everything. fish soup! <laughs> they do the straw! <laughs> What my my favourite is is like I said quite thick bread. Although I have to get gluten free bread, which yeah, is yeah, shit. Yeah. I bet it is. Yeah, you know <laughs> I mean? so it's basically two pieces of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I use uh, um, uh, tartar sauce instead of butter. <laughs> A mouth <mass>, mouth <mass> <laughs> <laughs> Right, and then it's three or four fish fingers in, in yeah, it. Right? Yeah, bit of that sauce on that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going going with that. K, yeah. Then loads of shredded lettuce. Don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking ruined it. you get this crunch, try it. Mm, maybe maybe we'll do put the lemon juice on the lettuce. Ooh, now you're selling it. So you're giving it a bit of a dressing. Yeah, then, yeah? a bit of a dressing. That's a bit fancy for many. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Oh, fucking fast, I've moved away from Kraken and cough. <laughs> the podcaster shines a beacon on the bizarre. <laughs> i the take every finger out, <laughs> Well, I'm Matt. I'm a Benny, and what we're going to be doing today is we're getting easing ourselves oh, like yes. a finger up an ass <laughs> <laughs> into the spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> Because that like we are, we're here, we are in October and this is what we're all about here oh at Crack and Cove, you know. Now we're not going to go in too hard first again. You'd yeah. like, be rude to. That. I mean, I'm just a prod, a really hard oh. prod. Oh, God! So we want to go in easy, but we're gonna, we're still going to keep a little bit of a spooky element to things. Oh please! But also we've got like news to cover things Subject yeah. we've let, let ride a little bit yeah, man, Cove. Like you know we, we need to sort of cover a few things type a few knots get things going you yeah. know cover all bases our kid cover all bases now the biggest base to cover of all is do you people our friends out there in the ether do you have any spooky stories? Do you? Do, do you? do you? Do you? Have you got any spooky and creepy going on? You know what I mean? Because we want to know here at Cracker Cove. Because the best stories we find are listener stories. Well, the last two years have been fantastic. Yeah. We've had some belts. We've had some absolutely... Please, yeah, email in. <laughs> <laughs> so if you do have a little story, even just a little anecdote, anything like that, just let us know. And you don't have to read it out yourself, but if you do... That'd be a bonus. Yeah, be yeah, a bonus. That's all you know. So, if you do have something, you know, I mean, you can send us a little voicemail or something like that. And the places to contact us are is, uh, the emails at crack and cove podcast at gmail.com, at Twitter, where crack and cove, Instagram, crack and cove pod, and on facey Facebook, you can always find us on there. Just just pop crack and cove in, you'll, you'll find us really quickly. So. <coughs> I might <laughs> leave that in <laughs> <laughs> Got a belt! A bit of a shock So, if you have got something for us, please get in touch and we'll read it out But there's no guarantee, here see, because we've been away for a while yeah. um, And if you do and if you don't, you know what I mean, whatever So you can either write it out, we'll read it out Or you can send us a little voicemail, one or the other, you know nice. So what we're going to do is we're going to have another little, little fish finger And we're going to get casting! Oh yes! <laughs> First ship out of the harbour today, so we've got talk of a new restaurant that's opened. Oh, nice. So we like a new restaurant, do easy. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it Orlando? Yeah, it's a brand new, rest, a brand new restaurant. Oh, please be Orlando. It's a brand new restaurant. A brand new restaurant, yeah, yeah right, right, It's opened in Norwich. Right? <laughs> I fucking love him. <laughs> the best thing about this brand new restaurant that's opened in Norwich, it's a lovely sushi place. Is it? <laughs> now, let me have a look down this post to see what it's called. It's called, wait, just give me a minute. He's called Orlando, isn't <laughs> I love this guy, I'm going, we gotta go. And so Orlando Williams posted images on Facebook on the 11th of September of plating up sushi in a bottle of beer and he said, I've just opened a sushi in Japanese restaurant. <laughs> just opened overnight. <laughs> Open. Not three years later. <laughs> no. Now, <laughs> so for people who've not been there following this particular story, For the last two years, <laughs> <laughs> fucking is it, it? It's 2019. He opened the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, Orlando, Orlando Williams, right? He opened. He's opened a sushi restaurant in his house. He's got a big house, right? <laughs> and he's opened it in his house. He's been serving sushi constantly since 2019, year, yeah. right? through, was, lockdown and <laughs> through lockdown, everything. through lockdown. People were coming down, they were trying to shut him down, sort him out. This guy has a massive, he's got a 12-foot sign above his door saying Orlando, right? <laughs> and he refuses to <laughs> fucking admit that he's got a restaurant. He's been posting out menus to people. He's <laughs> been the, the, the reporters ordered food from him and Lovely. he had it delivered by Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> and every time anyone's come in to him and said, why are you opening a restaurant during lockdown? Because I've resta- got a restaurant, yeah, what have yeah. got This guy has brazenly <laughs> brass-necked it all the way through. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what changes now. Then is that you think he's getting forced, or he's got a bit scared, or he, has he made enough money to go legit? Well, tax. I think I think the, the the reality is he's he's wants to go legit. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think he's. I'd, I'd love to know what he's been doing tax wise, but you yeah. know what I mean. I don't know what's been going must on. Must be there. pictures of him. We haven't even seen what he looks like yet. I imagine oh, I'm in, full in komodo and everything. You know. What oh, I mean? yeah, he's he's a black guy. All oh, right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando yeah. Williams is a black guy doing sushi at his <laughs> restaurant in <laughs> Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> he's mad. He he's got mad. so much front. It's unbelievable. <laughs> this guy, you know. But they're saying that they were investigating him. The, the the local council were investigating. Police were even looking into oh, it. And now they're saying Orlando's Norwich faces no action over Susie wow. Restaurant. That's it. They're, that just, they're just saying. Just fucking open it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. So that's, that's the thing. Oh. So they're, they're just saying now that, fair enough. You're well done for the knackers on that man. You know what I mean? it Gives me hope in the world that a man like Orlando's got fucking balls that big, that brazen, and that brass like they can just knock them all over Norwich and just yeah. like fuck you all. He's just done it. He's won. Orlando has won, yeah. and I just think fair play, yeah, baby. I've never had that much ball in my I life. I know. I thought I had some. He stands there, fucking, fucking chest stuck <laughs> out, going in front of his restaurant, <laughs> front of with his handfuls. neon sign, <laughs> with of Sushi, good. I am not a sushi restaurant. (laughs) To turn around and say to everyone, I am a sushi restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Your neighbours must be like, you fucking hell. I'm moving. Little call back now. Ooh, Another nice. little callback. Oh, so <laughs> nice little callback. It's is a nice one. You mean it's um, it's about the Environment Ministry in Brazil, and they're investigating a couple that have um, that dyed a, a a waterfall blue, in a gender reveal party. Oh, you wankers! Right. I bet they're better American, and all they've gone to Brazil and poisoned all the. Wa- Ah! No, I think they are actually Brazilians. i fucking better be. But basically, what they've done is, the couple faced backlash on the internet after they posted a video on Instagram of the moment the waterfall turned electric blue to indicate that they were having a male baby, as guests cheered. And they later deleted the video which also showed swans made of white balloons. Now the issue is, this blue dye has contaminated the only water supply for this entire area. Ah oh, fuck. It's yeah. a drought-stricken town. Oh. Now cannot drink the water because of these fucking clowns oh, who've my. dumped toxic dye into oh, the water. What are they thinking, though? You know it's going to be bad for the environment and shit. And then people. Yeah. It's the Quimepe waterfall, six kilometres from Tangara de Serra. And it's located at a height of 18 metres and is used for waterfall baths. Rappel and other tourist activities, but it's mainly the water supply into the lake. Right now, because it's gone into the lake, it's contaminated the lake, which oh is their water supply. Oh my god, and it's just like, who the fuck do they think they are? And how you know, to actually do that, you're talking barrels of that shit at Top out. Yeah? yeah, you're like, let's go and pour and dumping barrels <laughs> of shit into water waterway. Exactly. I'll fucking napalm if I were in an helicopter. Well, the thing is, as well. If, uh, right, so neighbours of mine at the moment, they're, they're having a and you know. Yeah, right yeah. And I think really happy for them, really lovely people, <laughs> you know. And um, I know I'll find out what baby's identity, the gender reveal will be mm-hmm. when he's putting bins out yeah. and I see him and I go, "Oh, did you? Did you get that scan?" And he will be go, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're having yeah. a little girl or we're having yeah. a little boy." Well, congr- that'll be the gender reveal. Yeah, congrats to yeah. you, my friend. So, why do they think that that is such an important event? <clears throat> For other people to turn up with a fucking waterfall with swan balloons and um, dying an entire fucking waterfall to say, Look what we're having, we're having a boy. Who oh, gives a shit which sex it is? This should be made of an example of. That baby should be executed. <laughs> <laughs> this should make a worldwide example of that baby. Chuck it up at waterfall. <laughs> yeah! Break his head on waterfall. Wow! Oh no! <That's> being silly. <laughs> <laughs> there should be some sort they of example be, yeah, of this yeah. thought, He yeah. should clean it all up They should take 10,000 house All the money oh, yeah, I not see, whatever, it co- whatever it costs to clean it up yeah. They have to pay absolutely. it Absolutely If they've got enough money Do that kind of bullshit yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just well, strip them of their entire wealth Absolutely And yeah. a public flogging For the child <laughs> I and on know I think there's something in it I think there's something deep in a, in the psychosis that kind of wants to please sometimes I think you know like yeah. he, but I think that it, it can work to the right person But I think if you were like let's say you if you sat down with hypnotists I don't think they'd better do it you know do you not mean? think? no I don't think they'd better I, I, I think you're that stubborn <laughs> You would, you'd, you'd hate, you'd be like, no, no, I'm not. Not having that. With my like, like, fucking donut head, i will mean, mean, be sat down I and mean, I'd be fucking eating an onion at some one you? <laughs> yeah, cock out eating an onion. People go, right, I'm going to start hypnotising you now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put my cock away here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, well, well, the issue I've got here, right, is um, a hypnotherapist made a woman engage in sex act while under his control. Mm. I mean, what an absolute, died in the world wrong. That's a sleaze, a little bit of power, a little bit of trust. Yeah, he said, so, uh, this is from the BBC, isn't it? So, he said, a hypnotist who convinced a woman she was rubbing in sun cream and should take off her clothes during a therapy session. Has been jailed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ian Roper, 58, uh, 58. A bit ropey, yeah, ropey, ropey. He's handed a twenty-nine-month prison term. Wow, so that's a bit got, of, that's, that's good. It is, that it is that's fucking arising. excellent. A no? years, yeah. yeah, a couple of years of that. The court heard Roper hypnotised his victim and told her she was on a lounger on a hot day during their second session. Uh. Roper admitted causing her to engage in sexual activity without consent and possessing indecent images of children. He's a fucking nonsense. Oh, <laughs> fucking, can you get a word? Aww. Dirty, dirty bastard. I bet he wears a black roll neck. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Tell me about it. Tell me all about it. So, uh, prosecutor David McGonigal told the court how Roper was able to put her under by touching her shoulder and then taking her to her safe place. Oh, God. Ugh. The, well, the abuse of trust <laughs> style. Well, what gets me it, is that like, I want to know about this. Right. He said the complainant became aware of the defendant's voice becoming sexy. <laughs> 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 and of him sitting closer to her. He said the only thing that mattered was his voice and she had to listen to his command. Ugh. A 2018 incident ended with a woman came round and pushed Roper away. But as, he went to get, as she went to get dressed, he tried to put her under again. Oh, God. he's looking Look into my eye. Not around my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Absolutely. Jeez, I mean, can I just sinister that? But how many times has it worked? I'm, well, yeah, that's it. How many times has he actually got people to sure. do absolutely dodgy shit? And again, I mean, I mean possessing child abuse yeah. images. He's me. just vile in it it's beyond fucking score, but that's the, another thing there shouldn't be proper examples yeah are. they need to get like announce right we're going to fucking this is the year we're going to really fuck people they need things. a proper noms farm and for it yeah <laughs> they yeah. do yeah. they're fucking mong bastards yeah I just cannot get it I don't That's it's just unfathomable bubble, bubble, bubble. yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh, yeah. I think Tom. you've hit the nail on the ground that's yeah. I'm yeah. there. Yeah so we I mean obviously we're, we're a bit sort of Like being a bit banged to rights today aren't we? We, we are We're I mean being a bit vocal Yeah, yeah you know what I mean but I just think You know I mean the idea is well that Somebody's going in To get hypnotism These are vulnerable people Yeah Look, yeah They'll get they're A bit of help Or yeah. get something sorted yeah. I might want to Have a fear of spiders Or they might have Be sort of worried about Were he touching them then Did he assault them as well Or did he just tell them, You know Put sun cream on and shit <laughs> <you? laughs> I don't know I mean we, we only know This one like you say I mean basically Let's face it I'm, One thing I'm worried Is he recording it Yeah yeah Is he just watching Mm. I mean, she's obviously got a clobber off here, so exactly. she's, she's took a kit off here. you this, will this be lass. like, clo- keep your eyes closed and rub it around your nip nips, and he'll yeah. be just jerking like a fucking chimp. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. so <laughs> I, I think that's what he's basically doing. I think he's sitting in the corner, wanking like a madman yeah. while she's doing all this stuff. I've got a massive urge to put some cream on. <laughs> Look into my eyes. Look oh, into my oh, eyes. Yes. <laughs> 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 now eat your cock and get you running it out. <laughs> away from one poisonous twat to another. <laughs> There's plenty of them about I know, that's a Fuckers. thing. So what, what do you think... Um What would happen to you if you got bitten by a snake? Fucking... I'd bite the snake back. Right. And then I'd just think, I, I think his chances of living is worse than a <laughs> <yes. laughs> My Komodo-like mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's all teeth stuck in snakes. Come out, I'll go... <laughs> and <laughs> and then just die. <laughs> <laughs> try to bite, and try suck it out, I, that's what I do, I bite the snake then I try to suck out the poison, not from the snake. But from, from his way, where you've been bitten. Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually you, you know, might not be a bad Actually, climate. I will not bite I'd whack it against the wall while I was sucking the poison out, I'd have to try and get the snake, I couldn't <laughs> let it live. <laughs> well, fair play. <laughs> what would you do? Well, I've got a treatment for it. Alright. And this comes from the Indian Medical Gazette, right? Yeah. August 1928. Wow. And this is a tried and tested treatment for snake bites. And this c- comes from um, K.V. Kubab, which is a medical officer in the military there, nice. you know, at that time. And he reports in the Gazette, and this is to the editor. Sir, the following case of cobra bite presents certain features of interest. A male aged 36 accidentally stepped on a binocellate cobra Fuck. some three inches in girth which bit him on the back of the leg about four inches above the heel at 9pm one evening. Ooh. I saw the patient 20 minutes later and discovered two puncture marks from the fangs, some three quarters of an inch apart in that situation when first seen the patient showed no symptoms except numbness of the part bitten wow so they're ready they know yeah. this is going to be bad fucking cobra bite cobra bite Jesus not Christ. good having no anti-venom available I applied an indigenous treatment which is much in vogue in the Ratnagiri district <laughs> here we go <laughs> 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 you can't wait for it. He's got to be Spunk. He's got to be Spunk. <laughs> oh, you're going to be crying. <laughs> Poy is above him, yanking mad. It's not a Spunk. Oh. The fang marks were well incised, which means they've cut the marks open. You know, they've punctured the skin. Yeah, oh, you see, it's punctured the skin, so where the bite mark is, Yeah, cut the skin open. All right, doctor has. Doctor yeah, has, yeah. right. So the fang marks were well incised, and chickens, one after another, with their anuses well stretched, were applied to the sides of the bite. <laughs> 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 wow! Whoa! <laughs> that was too fast! That's far too fast for me. Whoa. The first few chickens dropped dead within a few minutes. How many did he have? Shit. From the 40-second chicken onwards, the patient stated that he could distinctly (laughs) feel the aspiration action of the chickens. He's just using some sucker gun. Instead of sucking, he's getting chickens' asses to suck. 46! Man, that's a mad pervert. So what he's saying as well, is said from the 42nd chicken onward, he could feel the sucking action of the chickens. So he just kept on going, he could have done hundreds, could he? In all, 74 chickens oh, died. Oh, whoa. 12 more were half dead, but recovered Ooh. in about six hours. And the last six lost consciousness, but recovered speedily. In all, 96 chickens oh, were dead Oh, my used. God. The whole treatment took three hours and a quarter. Most of the chickens died within three minutes. The strongest suckers were hens in their pride. Uh. Hens which had laid eggs were quite useless and young cocks unsatisfactory. (laughs) (laughs) That is one mad cunt. (laughs) I tell you now, that is a madman. Three or four incisions were made at the site of the bite, and from time to time, refreshed with the knife. Oh, man, I've got a lot to say about this. Right, cases of cobra bites are generally treated in this way in the Ratnagiri district, and the patients are usually cured if the treatment is begun early enough. This case shows that cobra venom can be sucked out. Those who are in a position to do so should try whether wet cupping cannot cure such disease. Yours, KV Kebab, medical officer. Oh, my God, you mad, mad bastard. <laughs> Basically, though, if you think about what he said there, he's got the... He's like, right, Cobra, right lovely. Somehow he's got 100 chickens, hasn't he? <laughs> he? He must have a notepad, you know, to write down which chickens are doing what and dying. Well, you taking in. notes. He's, he's, he's proper, got a watch yeah. and, yeah. and then... The madness of the flapping of the wings and all that. The arse is getting open. Yeah. How do you get hold of a chicken? More chickens! Yeah, open their asses wider, wider. Get those anuses dilated. <laughs> <laughs> There's like buffers, yeah. you know, like palm buffers all that there. Young cock is unsatisfactory. See, <laughs> uh, so you've got the little finger, you've got the thumb in it. I'll just work up now. Yes, that's good. Oh. Does, does he suck? He can't suck that much. He ain't like a. No idea. How's he know? What's he been doing with chickens? <laughs> Wait do- a minute. I know something that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> a chicken anus. <laughs> Get a, you'll need at least 100 for this job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get a couple for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Another 50 for my cock. <laughs> oh, wow. Can you imagine? How did they discover that? The madness of that scene, Mark. The dead chickens, the open arses. All other chickens oh, looking at him thinking, I'm nice. <laughs> I don't want my arse that. Or well, some guy's pulling ass all over. Oh. oh, God. I think he's as well... What's gonna to happen to that wound? as he had a hundred chicken asses on oh, it? Oh, he's gonna go well, manky.
1: Oh, he oh. man, put them
0: both on like two chickens at once, on each fang. I think. <laughs> <laughs> They're both looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. How you feel? I feel like shit. look <laughs> so. <Welcome, Posse> now. <laughs> Stay with me, Derek. You're <laughs> <laughs> <Get> an animal. <laughs> You know, Eric. <laughs> so, like I say, uh, it's it's. it's oh, wow, that's one of the maddest things I've ever heard. The that. thing is, if they're doing that over there, what else are they doing? Oh my God no. I mean, you know, all animals in district must be worried about summer. <laughs> little lamb walking back. <laughs> yeah, <that's> that. <laughs> come here. I've got a jump for you. Why <laughs> is that lamb gone out? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that, it's just all of it, it's mental. It's absolutely yeah, fucking weird. It's a mental. one, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. So, I mean, like, say, chickens there in the area it must be just absolutely terrifying. He must have some money and fucking 100 chickens, just like that. Well, I'm, I'm watching them lay eggs and stuff. I wonder if he gets charged for the bloke who's been bitten. I wonder if he gets charged for the chickens. Because yeah, that's good, what that's. I mean, even now in this day and age, if I had to go down to the shops and get 100 chickens, I mean, that that's, that's some prices that, anyway. But it's pricey, price of your life, isn't it? Yeah prices nowadays as well are <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going up. I'd rather fucking die. Oh, yeah. I'll keep that cover <laughs> poisoning in. and keep the you <laughs> know fuck everybody <laughs> Put a fucking jumper on it. <laughs> So let's let's go back to a little bit more sophisticated now Yes, I think we please, we yeah we said we said we're going to get a little bit on the spooky side Whoa. you know what I mean? so this is the first little thing we're going to go on a slightly on the spookier side of things and this is um this is a story about mr James. now oh, know, yeah. Yeah, i'm a big big fan of yeah, mr James. Man, one absolutely. of my favorite one yeah. of my favorite writers of sort of like ghost stories and things the like perfect that. those and christmas ones are just yeah, they're just amazing yeah. and i think the king of them all is uh, it's my favorite film it's um, <laughs> Exactly, it's a oh, whistle and I'll come to you my life. It is, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. And all the adaptations of it have been brilliant, there's been yeah. quite a few haven't there. Yeah, there's been been a couple of it. Well, John like, Hurt's one for me though. Do yeah. you? <laughs> oh, I love that one. Yeah, it's, it's John Hurt. Oh, sorry, I'm shit with that. <laughs> 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 you? We just don't want anyone complaining. We've got to get it right for the, for the thing. Yeah. I don't think the John Hurt one, I don't really rate it. Alright. It's alright. But the the version I really like, I think the John Hurt version is it stands up. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. You know what I mean. But the one I like is uh, by Jonathan Miller, the director Jonathan Miller, and he made it for the TV series Omnibus. All right. Now, if anyone wants a really good view of anything on TV, right, find the old editions of Omnibus. Cool. Yeah. There were some amazing TV shows made for that, Alright. and it was a really eclectic, really strange stuff. Sort of arty studies into oh all sorts of amazing cool. things, and you know you will quite often you'll find something you think, oh well, that's really cool. What is it? And you find it's a, it's an omnibus, show. right? Some of them all shows what fucking yeah. good. Like, was it Horizon as well? Was Horizon like was very good. It it a, a good is. one for Channel Four was a series called Equinox as well. Yeah, yeah. Equinox yeah. was fucking it. Yeah. that? there was these uh, sort of eclectic and uh, very sort of maverick kind of TV yeah. shows that were around. eighties? They had some really fucking heavy big shit, didn't they? They made some good well, stuff. I'm I mean, this is nineteen sixty-eight. Was this was made? Um, this particular TV show was made for Omnibus, yeah, and all the way through that, that, that one, one of my favourite ones—I I haven't seen it for so long now. I've not seen it for about twenty odd years. Was the Omnibus edition about um, a man who'd gone through the world pretending to be Graham Greene, the writer? All right. And that were really weird. First yeah. off, almost like in search of Graham Greene, sort of before he was, you know. And uh, but Graham Greene, the writer, knew about this guy, <laughs> and the kind of. He was aware this, of this ghostly presence of this weird character was going about pretending to be Greg Green, mm. living a parallel life to him. Jesus, that's it, weird. Yeah, I found that really Ended weird. Ended up knacking him at a bus stop. <laughs> 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 Fucking stop it! <laughs> <laughs> but for those who don't know what the uh, this particular TV show is, uh, oh, well, it's a TV show, it's a film, it's a mini film. It's a, yeah, film, yeah. You it's know. a book! <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's a play. <laughs> <laughs> Say <Same> words. <first> <laughs> word. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, it's always allowed to come to you. It's basically what it does. It tells the tale of a um, like a Cambridge academic who's on holidays on the east coast of, uh, of Britain, sort of Ang- East Anglia kind of way, you know. And he's a weird, solitary, strange character who's basically at this hotel to get on with some work. He's yeah. meant to be doing some studies and things like that, but when he's time off and a bit for a bit of exercise, he does a lot of walking. because tramping the sands and the dunes. It's just so bleak, does not it? The description in book and every footage is such bleak, course yeah. line it it's, it's obviously sort of like it. It's obviously sort of like late autumn. Yeah, And yeah. it's the winds whistling and nobody's there and everything's kind of shut down and strange and dark, you know. And he's all wrapped up warm, tramping across the sands. And while he's investigating an old graveyard, he comes across a whistle. Oh. and He takes it back to his uh, his little, his his digs kind of thing, you know, when when you can hear the weather outside and he cleans his whistle and he thinks, I wonder what happens if i blow it I think there runes on it, there's runes Yeah, there's runes, yeah. that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah no, runes I think this says it says it, doesn't it, uh, Whistle now, come to you, my love, I Yeah, think. that's, oh yeah, I think it does, yeah. in Latin, I, think, yeah. I believe it says, yeah And he blows room. to disastrous <laughs> um, consequences, you know So I won't spoil it, because I encourage you during the spooky month Get I yeah, yourself a copy do. of Mr. James's. Yeah. I bet it's on YouTube, I bet it's everywhere I've seen it other day, actually, it's on, like, fucking Sky Movies or something Yeah Yeah mm. Um, one of the things I do recommend is, it's the Ghost Stories for Christmas, yes. it's a it's a DVD box set, oh. um, which includes really, really good ones, which is like The Signalman by um, Charles Dickens, isn't one, you know? and there's a good few N. R. James ones in there too, that's a really good one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, all uh, over this season, my recommendation is to see A uh, Whistle and I'll Come to You, Definitely. in any of its forms, or all of its forms. Well, what were yours ones, because you did this, have you actually said which one you? Yeah, wrote? yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine's, mine's the, uh, I'll repeat again <laughs> <laughs> for some listeners the that o- might not have heard. <laughs> the Omnibus Jonathan. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> there. I'm, there. I'm about back. About I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so I recommended that one, but um, the thing is, you see, MR James, the writer, um, for a lot of years, yeah. <laughs> for a lot of years, I thought Mr. James. <laughs> I've only got a fucking first name. <laughs> 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 Mr. James. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I don't know what this stuff. Do like, you know his proper name? Uh, Monty, Montgomery. Oh, is it? Yeah, God, I love a yeah. Monty. That's a right name. very much known as uh, sort of like a... Um it uh, was a proper Cambridge Monty as well. Was he? Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. It was, was absolutely classic. He was a great guy. He was, yeah. a, he was a great... But he, um, what he did, you see, he used to write these ghost stories for his little supper clubs. Oh, no, yeah. With, with the boys. Yeah. And sometimes what they do is they'd have, they'd have, like, special meals and things like that. And, drink port. Nice. And then occasionally a bit, a bit of rough housing and wrestling on oh, the carpet. Oh <laughs> in front of an open fire. Yes. Did he do that? What about that picture? Not Dorian Gray. Uh, that that picture The Mezzotint. Yeah. Yeah, that's James, that yeah. Yeah, I only read that last year for the first time. Yeah, I fucking well, we'll Yeah, Can you see that was the Christmas story? Yes, last yes it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the artist who actually made the mezzotint for that particular series yeah. um was Slippery Jack. It it was the um
1: Who's fucking
0: slippery Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds, I'm not convinced about that. Sounds like a right dodgy one. But he's um uh, he's Richard Wells. He was the uh, he was the artist. Remember we had the ghost book that we. That we oh yeah. Yeah. So he did that particular book. Yeah, a fine fellow. <laughs> Let me just back that one up again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we did the book that we did as a giveaway. And a fine book, it was true. <laughs> so, yeah, he's an illustrator, very, very talented illustrator. Is that his pseudonym then, Slippery Jack? Slippery Jack, Jack on, if you wanted to find him, he's on Twitter. Richard Wells on Twitter, yeah. yeah. And he's a line of cut artist. So and a, a fine cut. line of cut artist <laughs> he is at <isn't> that. <laughs> Our kid. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So he actually did the artwork for that TV. Wow, series. he did yeah. the mezzotint cool. for that, and yeah. it was it oh man, it was yeah, fucking it creepy really story. A really really creepy story. It's a really good But I think the book is just as astonishing. It's yeah, a great yeah, story, yeah. So I recommend that you get the uh, any any MRJ collections of MRJ. Yeah, best ones to get. I think is get yourself just on eBay or in a bookshop. Yeah, up a secondhand little musty tome with MRJ stuff. Yeah, AMRG AMRG yeah. That's why They're I'm always afraid. cheap. Looks is like classic. You can get them on classic editions. You know, what That's I bought it, them yeah. years ago. The good for Baths as well. It'll just short enough for a nice bath. Yeah, I say the, the, the bite-sized chunks of horror. Yeah, you know that's really good. Is that so? There's a, a, um, an actor uh, and a devotee of the writer M.R. James. It's been called Robert Lloyd Parry. He's been investigating the 1904 ghost story "A Whistle and I'll Come to You." He's mm-hmm. been looking into it, right? And he believes James's story is partly inspired by um, by stays at his friend Felix Cobol's house in Felixstowe, Suffolk, right? So what it was is that. Um, uh, M.R. James was uh, from 1862 to 1936, uh, wow. that's the years he lived in. He was a medieval historian and he was the provost of King's College, Cambridge, right? And his friend Felix Cobbold, right, was the. He um, it was its bursar. I don't really know what a bursar is, no, but he's, exactly. he's, he's all on the, on the uh, staff and committee yeah, in, uh, yeah. of Cambridge at the time. But he was very wealthy. He was from the Tolly Cobbled Brewing Empire. Oh, f- wow. So I don't know who they are, but, but that uh, sounds pretty good, does that? You know? And as they describe here, it says, well, while on a seaside break, the story is about Parkins, who's on a seaside break, discovers an antique whistle and when blown, summons a malevolent spirit. So that's always really good, as that? But um, on these um, on these little stays he used to go here, they'd often spend New Year at Cobble's sea-soured home, The Lodge, mm-hmm. with friends. So it would be like an invitation only, so it would be just all boys. Blowing whistles. Among other things. <laughs> I just got inspiration! <laughs> I blew it, he whistled. <laughs> yeah. uh, carry on, I'm at the roundabout, Monty. <laughs> Look at my toes, they're like Jester's shoes! (laughs) There was a, But they had a house guest, one of the guests there, right, was a J.K. Stephen, right? Oh, yeah. And he was a poet and a Cambridge scholar, but he suffered an accidental head injury, and it thought to have exacerbated his mental illness and led to his death age 32 at St. Andrew's Hospital, a mental asylum in Northampton. So the, uh, the, the researcher, Mr. Lloyd Parry, said, how the accident happened is a bit unclear, but it's agreed he suffered a head injury. There was a suggestion that perhaps the horse he was riding was frightened by a whistle or oh. a gust of wind, and it threw him. That's what the thought, right? Now, J.K. Stephen was a cousin of Virginia Woolf and a huge success at Cambridge University. And he was, um, at one time, was a tutor to Queen Victoria's grandson, Prince Albert Victor. Oh. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Prince Albert Victor and what oh, the Prince Albert. suggestions around him were. What oh, was Cochrane? No, <laughs> I don't think that was that. S- that one is Queen Victoria's grandson, uh, Prince uh, Albert was um, actually um, her uh, husband. Yeah, yeah, of the of the he I yeah, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> no, think so. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Because he's what well, they reckon his wang was so big, didn't they? Uh, they he had, had a So He used to tie it to his leg. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it to dress himself on one side or something, wasn't it? To That's a bit extreme. All I well, do is uh, took it down fucking numbers. <laughs> <undies. laughs> I took it down my fucking socks. <laughs> Tall socks. Because yeah, really wear fuck- really long Because <laughs> like I wear suspenders. women's stockings. Yeah. <laughs> but partly because he was associated with Prince Albert Victor, and they also shared the same doctor, right. which was the eminent doctor Sir William Gull. And both Albert Victor and William Gull were people in the frame for being Jack the Ripper. Whoa! Right, they were suspect. And as such, because of his association, J.K. Stephen, likewise, is a Ripper suspect. Wow, that's fucking, I love that. Yeah, so the person who actually inspired the idea of um, being injured by a whistle in that area, and Uh also did holiday with um, M.R. James, was also a Ripper suspect. That's crazy, I love that. This so is in a Whistle, James describes Parkin's view from his room at the fictional Globe Inn, writing, On the south you saw the villages of Burnstow. On the north no houses were to be seen, but only the beach and the low cliff backing it. Immediately in front was a strip, not considerable, of rough grass dotted with old anchors, capstans and so forth. Then a broad path, then the beach. Now Mr. Lloyd Parry said it was clear that James was describing the view from the upper stories of the lodge and he said it's the only place you can get that view. Ooh. So this guy, J.K. Stevens, has every chance he heard live readings of uh, the stories yeah. and then after his death perhaps became one of the stories himself. God, that's crazy. I love that Victorian time, though, yeah. with Ripper and all that shit going on. Dark as fuck, isn't it? It is its <laughs> it's really dark. <laughs> that Michael Caine, that two-part, have you ever seen that miniseries? Michael Caine? Yeah, he's like the copper that's you know, like, trying to you know solve the crime. Oh, right. Yeah. It was big shit when it came out. I've seen it a few times afterwards. It was like, like late so much telly. I love <laughs> fucking telly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I proper love telly. I always think that with um, Bob Mortimer, whenever you listen to any, <laughs> any podcast of Bob Mortimer, <laughs> it right. just... He just spent all his time watching telly. <laughs> just watching telly all day. <laughs> I can't do it all. I'm always watching telly at night, you know. I always watch something, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> no, I love a bit of telly. It's a really good one, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's a really Christmassy one as well, all, a spooky new one. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But so, you, what you need to get yourself out there, get yourself a listen to My James, or Whistle and I'll Come to You, yes, uh, definitely. or a read of it, you know, and get yourself into the spooky feeling of the month. <laughs> So, this is, we're sticking a little bit of a spooky thing. Mm, think, please. I mean? yeah, we, just chuck another log on there, will you? On that yeah. Another faggot, here we go. A <laughs> 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 <I'm> oh. wood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say one now. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> so, what we're saying here is that it is a 3,500 year old Babylonian tablet, right? Wow may contain the earliest known depiction of a ghost. Crikey. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Livia Gershon, and she's the daily correspondent for the Smithsonian Magazine. So that's where these articles come from. So it's a tablet made in ancient Babylon. So there you go, you were on about Babylon last time, weren't you? A a a little bit Yeah, a bit bit (laughs) of something from from there, you know, for you. Around 1,500 years BCE, Maybe the earliest known depiction of a ghost, a top scholar of ancient Middle Eastern inscription argues in a new book. Now get this, the clay tablet is part of a guide to exercising ghosts, held in the yeah. collection of the British Museum, reports Dalia Alberg for the Observer. Now Irving Finkel, a curator in the London Museum's Middle Eastern department and the author of the forthcoming book, The First Ghosts most ancient of legacies. Wow, my Finkel. I yeah, want it. Well, Irving Finkel, I don't know if you've seen, you've probably seen him if you watch shot on history and various things mm. like this. He's very, very, um, he, he, he's, Well basically he he wears, it looks a little bit, the clothing he wears is a little bit antiquey looking as well, but he's got Mm. a massive white beard, huge white beard, long long white hair. Cool. He looks like he's an absolute dude, you know what I mean. He's always good good as a talking head amongst all these sort of things, as a a, a resource, he's brilliant. He's been on shows with Lucy Worsley and all sorts of stuff. Ah Lucy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy. (laughs) bit of a thing but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know who she is I'm <laughs> <just blanking it. laughs> so he's saying that his book's coming out the first ghost most ancient legacy says the image on the tablet is only visible when viewed from above under a light wow the museum acquired the artefact in the na- in the 19th century but it's never been exhibited you'd probably never give it a second thought because the area where the drawings are, are looks like it's got no writing Finkel tells the observer but when you examine it and hold it under a lamp these figures leap out at you across time. You must start. Oh that's The tablet is small, small enough to fit into a person's hand. But as Patrick Pester reports in the Live Science, at least half of it is missing. Mm. But the object still holds carefully detailed instructions on getting rid of pesky ghosts. The directions called for the Exorcist to make figurines of a man and woman. Prepare two vessels of beer. Yeah, sun- hundred chickens. <laughs> 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 and and at sunrise, speak ritual words calling on the Mesopotamian god Shamash, wow. who was responsible for bringing ghosts to the underworld. Finkel says the idea was to transfer the ghost into one of the figurines. Wow. The text final line urges readers to not look behind you. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah. Wow! The warning is probably intended as an instruction aimed at the figurines entering the underworld, but it's possible it's directed at the exorcist himself. Because it few I've heard it in really... You know, looking underneath your legs is big in the east to see ghosts yeah and so it is that like yeah. And if according to Finkel, the drawing was most likely made by a master crafts person who was highly skilled in drawing on clay. Now, I've yeah. seen this drawing, it's... I mean, to be fair... It's brilliant, it looks just like um, uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics, that's what it looks like, you know what I mean, and when you see the ghost image, it is, want to put this on our website and stuff, but it's it's basically, it's nothing much to look at, it's an interpretation, it's not like a big spooky thing in a big blanket, it's nothing like that, right, but I mean, it's still pretty amazing the fact that people, if you think back to sort of like the law of that time, you know, and stuff, it's exactly the same as our image of ghosts now and seeing stuff. Don't oh. look back, you yeah. know, yeah. and all that kind of thing. You know, Not yeah. long ago we fucking babble on that? Some time, isn't it? That's is yeah. it. Yeah, four thousand, five thousand years old. Three and a half thousand. Jesus. Three and a half thousand years ago. You know, the Babylonian tablet featured in the new book focuses specifically on removing an older male ghost. Really? Right. So, how? What do you think the best way to remove an older male ghost is? <laughs> 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 um, God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm <just> out <laughs> <of> your misery. <laughs> yes, please. It's having a young woman lead him towards the underworld. That's a good yeah, idea. that's isn't exactly it? Yeah. It is. So Finkel tells the Observer, "It's obviously a male ghost, and he's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ima- You can't help but imagine what happened before." So. Everyone's probably thinking, "Oh god, Uncle Henry's back." <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Uncle Henry's lost three wives, something that everybody knew that that the way to get rid of the old bugger was to marry him off. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's what they're sort of saying as well sort of like, There's lots of uh, In the book The first sort of ghost they say there's loads of different ways to yeah. Sort of like uh, Used down history And I think this is going to be An absolutely amazing read I'm going to get this book That sounds brilliant yeah. yeah Especially starting like Babylonian time And covering yeah. all like, Everything Well that's it Going from three and a thousand years back yeah, and, yeah. and going through time I'd love to see how many like, Comparisons And stuff like that yeah. um, I know I keep going on about the exorcist And that But beginning of that Where the priest first Oh He meets the demon again Basically looking at a stone uh, statue of him, with that thought, well, it's got a massive heart on this demon. He's <laughs> it's it's just panning back as he's slowly, and hear all these dogs barking and fighting, and this old priest stood in front of this fucking massive Babylonian uh, idol, and he's just got this massive bone, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's funny that the journey to get it to Iraq, a, a, a you know what I mean? This, this, this demon, <laughs> you who know, like, really are getting into country, like, what, what are you bringing into country <laughs> <laughs> Just for this film shot. It's right. <laughs> yeah, but Babylon, no, fascinating place. Especially the movies for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I've seen up telly is <laughs> Ike. <it, laughs> Mike TV <it's laughs> All of history comes <laughs> from telly. I've learnt so much. <laughs> Kid. Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it's that time is already. Is it already? It's that time sure. already. Yeah. Oh, well. I could go on and on. I've got all the stories yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. can Oh no. Fire's nearly out. He's yeah. getting a bit chilly out He's been a rip-roarer though. All yeah, right. Enjoyed this one. It's been fun on it. <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed it as well, you know. But um, but this last one is something that I'm, I'm going to bring this. It's a little bit closer to home for me. It's Ooh. Still spooky. It's it's spooky and it's oh. personal. Oh. Now, um, where we used to live, right when I, I don't think you were actually in that house. Oh no, I think I was barely. Yeah, and it was like the bottom of the of the town we lived in, Horsworth. It's bottom around there. And there's some very, very strange fields in that area, which I always found got a bad feeling off of. Yeah. And even recently, I've been down them recently as well. I still don't get a good vibe from them at all. Yeah. And like playing field or yeah just like p- well, b- both there's some playing fields there's some farmers fields there's a bit of everything down there there's, there's a f- it's a mix of them all you know what I mean it's yeah. never got a good feeling and I used to sometimes think about going for a bit of a play down there but my mum always used to say or my mum used to say to me she says don't go down there because there's some bad men down there oh dear right And I always thought wh- what does a bad man entail <laughs> Now nowadays obviously <laughs> all, but, but <laughs> I, I've never got I've never got from her, was there a story, had something yeah. happened down there, was there some bad men down there, was there some incident, yeah. you know, but I, that's all I was told as a kid, right, and of course with that phrase as a very little child, you conjure up ideas, don't you, in your head of what the bad men might be, <laughs> and I had a recurring dream about it, <laughs> now my recurring dream, was it a sexy dream? <laughs> And when I woke up, my super tight pajamas were all sticky (laughs) on (laughs) this. This carried on for years (laughs) until I became the (laughs) bad man. -man. (laughs) Munching an onion. (laughs) But no, so what it was, in my head, I kind of conjured up and it became this sort of like recurring nightmare, like a dream. It was that I always thought of this almost like a statuesque sort of figure in a weird pose. And it was all in black, hooded, yeah. holding a cape across and only looking over the top of the cape, yeah. which was ugly. Over the top with just it you can only see his eyes. And in the other hand he's holding a dagger. Oh Jesus. So sort of almost hurrying or marching stiffly up the field towards me. Oh right. god. Right. But then then other figures would appear and multiples of them then would be moving up this field towards me and it terrified me and and it did almost solidify. I'm going to actually do a piece of art about it Yeah, I'm going to create this Yeah, Yeah. I've been meaning to do it for ages, right, but it's already been done What? Exactly For that area? No, no, this is the gin that I call or or Kukulati, right and these are the hooded spirits. I mean, that's the kind of, uh, genie kind of thing, isn't it? Genii or something. It? Um, maybe so. No, I, don't a lot of Geni-tals. Yeah, Geni, I don't know. Genital. Yeah, Genii. I don't know. I'm going to have to look this up, right? And these are figures found in religious sculptures across the Romano Celtic region from Britain to Pannonia. I don't know where Pannonia is. It sounds good. Yeah, nice. It sounds red. fizzy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's depicted. ...as cloaked, scurrying figures... Ugh. ...carved in an almost abstract manner. And they are found with a particular concentration in Rhineland... ...and in, in Britain. They tend to be found in triple deity form. since so three, three of them one. running. Whoa, Christ! And which seems to be specific to the British representations. The hooded cape was especially associated with the Gauls or Celts... ...during the Roman period. The hooded health god was known as Telesphorus specifically and may have originated as a greco-gallic syncretism don't know what that is again with the galatians in it. anatolia in the third century bc jesus i think at ring race as well they always travel in three years See, that's of so, that's yeah. the sort of feeling it might have been taken from that yeah yeah because you know? he loved all that the religious significance of these figures is still somewhat unclear, since no inscription has been found with them in the British context. But also as well, it's the triple, you know, the deity, the, the triumvirate. Always, you know, some yeah. holy ghost, things appearing in th- three, is yeah, yeah. Very, very um, significant. There are, are however, indications they may be fertility spirits of some kind. Uh, no, Ronald Hutton argues that in some cases they're carrying shapes that can be seen as eggs, symbolising life or rebirth. While Graeme Webster argues that the curved hoods are similar in some ways to contemporary Roman curved phallus stones, however, several of these figures also seem to be carrying swords or daggers. Wow! So they are hurrying, cloaked, right? Yeah, yeah. Carrying daggers. Mm. So Guy de la Bedoyere. Also warns against reading too much in difference, uh, differences of nature to the figures which have been used to promote theories to different roles for the three figures arguing that at skill level, most of the carvings, small differences in size are most likely to be hit or miss consequences. But I don't think so. They're all showed hurrying cloaked figures. That's so now there's weird. two lots of the depictions oh, uh, on. Whoa. Now the ones which are the simpler version of these, I put these on our, our on our website, on the uh, Instagram and stuff. There's the three which are sort of a little bit more abstract, actually more like what I've sort of talked about. That one. That one, yeah. 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 You can see the hurry of the bent legs. Yeah, right. that's what I mean. And, and it's always, you know, there's something about the hurrying cloaked figure. But this is, a, when I read about this, I just got proper chills. Yeah, I bet, though. You yeah. get, your ultimate description is yeah. just there, isn't it? Except for them, they look like going down Asda, you know. Them women have got the massive fucking <laughs> long coats on. Those, like <laughs> those manager coats. <court laughs> football manager yeah. coats. <laughs> With <laughs> painted nails <beast> and big beasting lip. <laughs> lots of kids running around, yeah. <laughs> not looking after them at all, letting do what they want. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's weird, and that stretches that far back. Yeah, across continents, Oh, England and oh yeah, all across Europe. Oh, yeah, Europe. yeah. yeah the Rome, down down as far as like Rome. You that know, is this weird. Clo- these cloaked, you know, dagger wielding figures you know and carrying some sort of I did carry some sort of egg as well and some, a big stone dildo yeah. Jesus yeah. yeah so that I mean oh nice yeah. I don't know which one I'd choose I'd have to go for egg depends on it it's stone isn't it yeah so yeah is weird that is weird I wonder, there's supposed to be a bit of history down there um, apparently you're going to have to help me out here I <laughs> 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 uh, that bridge where that viking got a sword up his ass. Uh, Paley Bridge, not Paley Bridge, on oh, the I? way to Coast, what's that one, you go over that bridge, oh um come on you think, <laughs> Stamford Bridge, thank you, well done, he gets there eventually, okay. I'm in a cheeky mood, sorry, <laughs> but erm, uh, I can't remember whose bloody army's who's now, but Harold gets it in eye, don't he? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it were him. He had to like horse ride it back to London, didn't he, or something? Because they're all <laughs> like coming over with French. <laughs> yeah. But he's supposed to cross down there, you know. All oh, right. Down that those field that area, you know. Well, down the down the horse fort, good, Yeah, you know there's, there's a good chance there will be in down Well, along the uh, valley, something where sort of like I'm looking at the moment as well. It's like with the stones we're finding. Yeah, yeah. Like this, these. Um, it's an important part of yeah. this area. It's well, just, there is uh, a cup and ring stone. That is up by the green in Horsforth. yeah, yeah. that was originally down in uh, in this valley but so it was originally found only about half a mile quarter mile from wow. here and but uh, uh and further along maybe three miles uh, in along the valley in that direction there's uh, more copper ringmark stones wow. and over the river on the other side these whole areas of cup and stones. so there's this along the valley which is quite rare on the valley bottom for yeah. copper and uh, ring marked stones to be like that here you know yeah. so there's Things have happened. Of course, Then you've got your monks and things like yeah. that. Right? And, oh, yeah. and what else have we had? Crossing the road just above oh, the walls. Oh yeah, Bigfoot himself. Yeah, so yeah. Well, this is, it's its actually, in a subtle way, it is a bit of an area of strangeness. You yeah, know, yeah. ancient history, wild things by the river here, you know, strange sightings. So who knows what it may have been. Mm. But i that's my little vision of the area. Yeah, and it well, seems right. to be justified with these, the, the hooded figures. That's the hooded spirits. shit So yeah, so if you see a, a little hooded spirit, Hurrying along carrying a dagger, or maybe in threes, you know, you've know, yeah. you been a bit of bother there. Oh, like um, it, yeah. dagger, egg, and a fucking yeah. stone dildo. Run, <laughs> run <laughs> you your <laughs> lives. Right, that'll have to do for one day, Archie. Oh, Rebel, far too giddy. <laughs> I've had too much to tea fucking kill your Jets. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I say, I will. Re- I will repeat. If you've got any sort of stories for us, do get in contact. Yeah, please. You know, send it to the uh, to our to our email or website. Or, or contact you can contact us through social media as well. Yeah. That's always a good way of doing it, you know. And um, hopefully, let's keep things spooky, for spooky month. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. So all it is to, for me to say now is a big bye bye from Matt, and it's a bigger bye bye from Benjamin. <laughs> I don't know. There are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove either by email at Podcast at gmail.com on twitter at Cove or instagram at krakencovepod ha ha